What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. My mind's playing tricks on me Why won't it let me be Look inside and try to find But nothing seems to give me sweet relief Why won't it let me be Look inside and try to find But every time it seems I lose my mind My mind Oh, I It's self-helpless with Kelsey Cook Delaney Fisher and Taylor Tomlinson. Hey guys, welcome to Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And I'm Taylor Tomlinson. And we are, oh, I don't think we've ever been so excited to do an intro. Oh, oh man. We're so stoked. Oh man. This we, is it's a good one. Yeah. We did an episode with the best guest of all time, yeah. uh, Brian Regan. Uh, just. <laughs> Yes. Uh, He was so cool. We went to Vegas and did it at his. What is it? A mansion in the sky? A mansion apartment tower? We don't even. I can't (laughs) even tell you. Yeah. He was so nice. He gave us a tour of everything and was like so humble about it. Was just like, "Ah, you guys probably want to leave. And we were like, (laughs) and Kelsey had the sweetest moment where she goes, This is going to sound maybe weird, but congratulations on your life. (laughs) And it was the sweetest thing in the whole world. It made me laugh and and smile so hard. (laughs) He was like showing us his gym in like his movie theater and i just was like wow i mean like he started like us you know where you just go to an open mic and you try and you hope you it works out and it worked out the best it could for him and now that's uh this is how he lives now that's right our shirt and yeah uh, yeah, i just i was overcome yeah and he's just the nicest guy like the the level of success that he has just matches the level of just kindness Mm -hmm. and warmness and that is refreshing in this industry because all of us have met people that have been big bummers yeah that's Uh, like an inverse relationship the more success the bigger the asshole exactly and and he was just the nicest funniest guy i think i've ever met i mean he was i was dying laughing just talking to him like off the podcast and conversation I mean, it was ridiculous without even trying. You're just like cracking us up. Yeah, anyway, man, he I, does not disappoint on no. any level. Yeah. You'll hear us be kind of like extra giggly geese. We were like, oh, 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 
like it was we were oh, very real. giggly but it was, it was real yeah belly laughing yeah i was belly laughing toppling over yeah it was so um, good yeah um, God, i love him i mean it's, it was cool i mean he's so many people's favorite comedians and it was so cool yeah so. and taylor opens for him as the coolest thing in the world <laughs> yeah. time. what a rock taylor. star um incredible show we we should plug our things um do some plugs uh please subscribe to self-helpless on itunes oh would this be a good time to read some ratings (gasps) and reviews you know what we should do we should read the update from Therese Therese. that That seriously brought a tear to my eye was incredible so uh, how many episodes ago was this i think it was a while i've got it pulled up yeah you have it pulled up yeah you should read it you go ahead and read it okay so Therese um had left us an itunes review what maybe three episodes ago four episodes ago a while did she leave us an itunes review or was it an email something like that about oh i think it was a review oh okay because then we said hey can you update us and email us that's true um i hope that episode's come out now i think it's come out right it has i'm pretty sure but she was basically saying how she she made some life changes right yeah since she found it at a good time she found the podcast at a good time yeah so uh we had her email in and she should i read the whole thing it's pretty long it's Maybe pretty long just kind of do the bullet points i'm gonna give spark notes basically um she said that her dream job since high school was to be a yearbook rep for a publishing company and that she really like she goals boarded it she yeah. she did all the necessary steps to get to what she thought her dream job was and then once she got there she realized it was not what it was all glammed up to be as she says mm-hmm. she says it was mentally and physically exhausting um she gained weight she was tired she uh she wasn't seeing her husband as much as she wanted to she cried every day and hated waking up to go to work um Mm. and basically she hit a breaking point where she realized she had to leave the job and she was unemployed and scared but she just like knew that walking away was the right thing and then during this time she found our podcast um she said she started clearing out things that didn't make her happy um she has now landed a position as an account executive for a company and she's working on living a healthy lifestyle to lose all the weight I gained when I was unhappy. Um, this was the coolest part. She says, I truly cannot explain the amount of hope and empowerment this prod- this podcast has brought me. You three made me laugh at life and realize not to stress about so much. Oh, uh, that's the nicest so thing. nice. And Therese, you sound like a badass. I mean, you yeah. just went from one kick-ass job to another. Yeah. And yeah, I'm very proud of you because I think so many of us have been in that position where um sometimes the idea of a job or the status of a mm-hmm. job is so much better than actually doing that job oh, and yeah. so many people continue to yes. do it just to say that they have that job yeah it's a kind of you know and i it, it takes a lot of guts to walk away from something like that because i'm sure it was great status and pay and all the things that keep you there um, but yeah i was in a job very similar that was just eating me alive every yeah. day just no sleep so much stress high anxiety I was not taking care of myself i was eating a lot of fast food i just hated it i dreaded it like sunday oh, night oh, i just dreaded going to work in the morning yeah. and it just it was an awful experience and i it was hard to leave because there were so many fluffy benefits and stuff and so yeah, yeah it takes a lot of balls yeah uh, you're you brave did, and that is strong woman awesome. Therese. yeah uh and we'd love to send you one of our shirts we yes! have new shirts we got new shirts we've got merchandise you guys we've got uh shirts that say this is how we live now from my um marie kondo breakdown <laughs> yes. of rearranging my drawers and then we also have shirts that say crawl in the direction of your dreams yes from uh taylor 
Bueller, uh, I think you had switched, um, switched you know, up instead of uh, switched up that run in the direction famous of quote where it's like go, go confidently. Yeah, like, we'll of your just dreams. try to crawl. We'll just crawl there, um, yes. which is super cool. So we got these two shirts um, available limited time only because once they run out. We'll be putting two different quotes yeah. on the next set of shirts. Because we're just that good, you guys. <laughs> we we're are just that good. Trace, thank machines. you so much for sending us an update. It really just warmed our hearts so that was much. Awesome. Yeah. Please email us at selfhelplesspodcast at gmail.com. We love getting emails from you guys and hearing uh, how your lives are changing and what you're going through. And if you need any advice or whatever, we're, you know, we don't know anything, but we'll, we'll give it our <laughs> we'll best give it shot. A shot. And, uh, and go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because we read all of those too. I mean, honestly, just sending them oh in. yeah oh let me read the oh, one yeah. i sent in our group chat this morning let me this say really quick to get these shirts yeah, that we just plugged oh, yes. selfhelplesspodcast.com we've got the widget right there yep takes on the you, right hand side yeah. you got you'll see both shirts click either one it'll take you to a separate site where you can uh purchase the shirts yeah. basically via paypal so. yeah they're 25 dollars. we ship them for free and we're going to be doing this now where each week uh we're going to pick one of our favorite reviews and ship somebody a free shirt so therese please email us your address and we will gladly ship you one uh and tell us which one you want yes yeah. yes, yes, yes. what size you and prefer. what size yeah. yeah we like the black ones <laughs> i like the blue ones i, I think like, awesome. you look really they're cute in the blue one <laughs> very you look angel. really durable yeah. i like yes. the black one but i wear exclusively black <laughs> i sweat in the blue one uh, okay so this is one i sent to you guys in our uh in our group chat this morning yeah and it says thoroughly enjoy you three by b radley 0327 i decided to give your podcast a try after hearing you on the tully show Swapcast, and i love you girls it's a great chance to hear a woman's perspective in an otherwise male-dominated industry keep up the great work you have this firefighter's attention oh uh, <laughs> all i've ever wanted out of my life <laughs> oh my god which uh. just goes to show that everybody from all walks of life can enjoy the show and yeah even firefighters inappropriate uh they put it out yeah. put out my you <laughs> know put them, put i did a whole fire. i did a hose gesture for everybody who couldn't see that it was it not was great. good it was very solid <laughs> made an imaginary wet uh, t-shirt contest let's plug some dates real quick yes. yes this week this is coming out on october 16th monday uh this wednesday october 18th i'm at the helium comedy club in philadelphia and this friday and saturday the 20th and 21st i am at the la jolla comedy store uh with jeff die i believe so come on out to that if you're in la jolla um i will be at the toledo funny bone thursday the 19th through sunday the 22nd uh with dave landau and then a, f- a bunch of other stuff i'll be at the hollywood improv this week oh we have to plug our uh, our shows our yes. live shows our just go to kelseycook.com there's tour dates <laughs> uh on there uh yeah. also uh, can we send the firefighter a free shirt as well for being the I review of the we week absolutely can okay yeah, let's hope he's still so invested. be radley if you uh email if you us go ahead and email us self helpless podcast at gmail.com we uh we can send you a shirt to yeah. your address and we won't show up yeah. in whipped cream or anything <laughs> that would be inappropriate that would be and quite frankly a misuse of your <laughs> personal information <laughs> um, is all. i think i've ruined it i think i ruined it uh, you're making this night uh yeah so go do that and um Gosh, I feel like we've had so many things to plug now. We do. Yeah. Self-Hopeless Live, Live is Self happening Live. Yes. October 30th and November 28th. Monday the 30th, Tuesday the 28th at 7.30 p.m. Hollywood Improv Lab. 
yeah. believe tickets are 10 bucks to get in yeah, yeah. Uh, the first show October 30th we're doing a Halloween costume party mm-hmm. yeah um, the best costume gets a prize it'll be audience vote hosted by the wonderful Jordan Pease who is on uh, I guess on our podcast yes yeah. so excited that everybody loves yeah you can so get tickets at hollywood.improv.com or at any of our websites mine's kelsicook.com ttomcomedy.com delinefisher.com oh. boom 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 nailed boom, boom. it yeah. Um, All right. Well, we'll that's it. Think that's I got it. no dates to plug. I'll be uh, I'll be around next week if you guys want to grab coffee. Um, yeah, I will be at some shows, but I don't remember. So just you can go on my website and um, you know I'm doing weird stuff and and weird shows, <laughs> doing some weird experimental stuff. So yeah. check it out or don't. Watch everyone go to her shows <laughs> and not like, our, our professional <laughs> endeavors. I know. I'm just in a, the back of a creepy copy shop doing some interpretive dance. So, uh, all right. Well, you guys enjoy this truly fantastic episode with the best of all time, Mr. Brian Regan. Brian Regan. Yes. And oh, one more thing. I'm sorry. Uh, we have a YouTube channel now for Self Helpless where we're yes. putting up the video footage yes. of this. So if you'd like to see us in person and our sweet shining faces, that's where you can go. <laughs> do it so subscribe to our youtube channel as well yes okay oh god i hate myself i'm so exhausted from plugs Uh, we love you guys guys. (laughs) (laughs) okay uh enjoy this episode guys bye and we're going to record a separate intro later so you don't have to sit through the monotony of social yeah. media plugs and Ooh, yeah. yeah stuff like that we don't that. even want to sit through that so. yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> we're a little sick of our social media <laughs> we're so sick of it uh, is that a i don't listen to a lot of podcasts but the handful of that i've listened to there's like a five minute thing at the beginning mm-hmm. yeah is that sort of a thing that has to be done now with podcasts we were just talking about that yeah. on the drive-in i feel like that's become kind of the standard but i don't know if listeners enjoy it or if they understand that like it's a necessity i don't know yeah, it's yeah. Just no good way to do it you know like right. here, here's us let's yeah. talk about right. us uh, plug us <laughs> yeah and me then... myself and i and <laughs> we we and us <laughs> we and us and here's the people who are paying us uh let's talk about we them. Thank yeah. them for giving us money so we can talk about us <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's so clunky every time where we're just like, let's plug our socials. So what do you got over there, Delaney? Like, just the most, uh, the most yeah. weather girly delivery. <laughs> yeah. Now to Delaney com. with her Twitter. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, tweet me. It's so self indulgent. Message me. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. if you don't, then people are like, what are you doing? You gotta let the people know where you are. And right. It's like, oh, can't they yeah. find us if they want to? And do you really it? have to know. spoon feed people. You can't just announce things anymore. You gotta like include a link and also like go to their house and set it up for them oh and god get yeah get started because yeah. otherwise they're like where is it it's the like, number of people something. what time is your show and where like, <laughs> do you not have google yeah. or anything <laughs> why do i have to do this yeah. for you I, well, I hate when you give uh, uh you know backstage passes for somebody and you say it's gonna be a half an hour before the show yeah, yeah. and then they reply what time is the show like, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Can you figure that part out? I'm doing so much for you. Gosh, I'm doing a whole... It's all Am I supposed to send you a map and the times and where to park? You know, some of this is on your part of the ledger. Uh, We also hate dealing with backstage passes for super fans. It's just so hard. You know what I'm talking about. I think I tell you, your bodyguards got to talk to them. I should have started with some other... Yeah. Less pompous yeah. complaint. Take it easy, Brian. Oh, you know, oh. you, what about when you show up and the red carpet is like curled up around the edge? Like, don't oh. you know I'm coming? 
Do you know what I mean? even get us started. Oh, God. Oh. My it's, butler is the worst. Oh, my I gosh. Guess. Yeah. Oh, somebody like, asked me what the food was, like, how the menu was. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't work there. Yeah. I work in there for one night. For Just a comedy club? The, yeah. Call oh. the venue. Look online. Yeah. I'm not going to be the one serving that's chicken funny. fingers. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's more our level. Yeah. <laughs> chicken <laughs> finger level. That's right. where that's we live. That's where we live. That's where we live. Yeah. Um, I've done plenty of that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, should we well, start yeah. with some of the yeah, fan questions? Yeah, let's start with some fan questions because, I mean, it goes without saying, but we'll say it anyway. Obviously, the three of us are like huge fans of yours. That is very nice. Uh, Thank you. That means a lot yeah. to me. And you're very humble you. about it, too. Yes. A point. But you know, you're on like the Mount Rushmore of comedy. Uh, and so on the backside. <laughs> there are four gonna, good comedians. You, climbed you go up around there. to the back, <laughs> and then there's this half chiseled face. Back over there. So I'm on. Technically, I'm on it. It's always no under one's construction. Ever seen it. Yeah. No, thank you. We, we go. We're trying to compliment the guy, and he won't take it. You, you are thank impossible you. to compliment. Like the first couple times I met you, I was so nervous uh, to work with you, and just trying to compliment. I think there was one night on your bus where I was just like, I kind of gushed a little bit for like 20 minutes, and I remember talking to your tour manager and just being like, "Was that?" Was that okay? Was that too many compliments? Because he seemed a little... And he goes, oh, no, he appreciates it. He was just, you know, he's very humble and nice. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry that happened. Uh, I'm, I'm very honored when anybody says anything nice. So thank you. Yeah, you're very you're very good to your fans as far as like, you know, greet, like you said, greeting them before and after sometimes. And just I was telling them on the way up about how you'll do requests from the audience during your encore, which is so cool to see. Uh, which, yeah. yeah, and just so appreciative and just a very very nice example of like how you should do it from the mm-hmm. chicken finger level <laughs> looking up or just like oh that's how we should be yeah when we have nicer chicken fingers <laughs> yeah you're yes. like a rock star like that you go out at the end and you do like the hits yeah like no one does that awesome. it's so it's, cool uh, it's 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 incredibly flattering and the first time it happened was like a fluke you know it was the first time I had made that move from a comedy club to a theater. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I went to St. Louis and I did a theater. I think it's called the Pageant Theater. Yeah. So it was my first time ever in a place like that where people are coming to see me. Yeah. And um, it was a big thing for me. And I did the show and said goodnight. And I left the stage. And usually in a comedy club, that's it. They applaud and then they gather their stuff and they <laughs> <Yeah>. leave. <laughs> right. But um, I guess there was nothing else for them to do. <laughs> So they they were like a, were kept applauding in a mm-hmm. nice way, and I'm off stage with Rory, my manager. I think mm-hmm. you've met Rory. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's really nice. And he said, I think you should probably go back out there, which was just very humbling. And I was like, okay. So I ran back out, said, hey man, this has been a meant a lot to me. I appreciate y'all being here. Yeah. And then they started shouting bits that I hadn't done in years. Oh wow! Yeah. They were like pop tarts and stu- <laughs> stupid in school, and and I'm like. I, I had retired those, you know, and I was like, oh, so I did a handful of them and, um, it was very flattering that they even knew that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then that just kind of became a thing that has happened sometimes when I go back out, people think, well, maybe if we shout something out that we really like. (laughs) (laughs) Now that he's done with this new hour of nonsense, (laughs) maybe we can hear what we really came here to hear. Um, so they shout some things out, and it's it's kind of uh, it's very flattering. Yeah, it's the coolest. Yeah, very cool. Really I feel like there's this pressure all the time 
now with everybody churning out these hours where it's like, okay, you do it and then you throw it away and don't even look at it, you know? And it's so cool to have fans that are like, no, we want to hear that again. That's how much we love that. You know, it's, it's, it's very gratifying, but it is weird because comedy, unlike music, as you all know, is there's the surprise aspect. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And, um, I guess my bits are, I don't know, in a way, they don't mind rehearing them, yeah. you know, even though the the funny part, they already know what's coming. Right. I don't know. I don't. What I'm trying to say is my fans are kind of stupid. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Regan hates fans. <laughs> oh and it is- the whole time I'm on stage, I'm scratching my head going, what's with these morons? <laughs> Don't they know anything about comedy? You know. And it is sort of rock stars, but it's also like, I don't think everyone, anyone's ever yelled, cup of dirt at a rock star. <laughs> that's true. So, yeah. Uh, no, no. It's a very cool thing. That's so funny. That's so well, we cool. have some we have some we social have some media equivalent of people yes. yelling pop tarts at you. Yeah, uh, uh, wasn't the big one? Yeah. Me too. Are you too? <laughs> uh, that's from yeah. so my boyfriend Kane is your number one biggest fan ever. Uh, we cool. met you maybe five years ago backstage at the Paramount with Kermit uh, up in Seattle. Oh, and cool. it's very hard to make my boyfriend speechless, and he was just uh, he couldn't say oh, anything man. to you because he loves you so much. That's nice. So thank yeah, him. thank you, thank thank you to thank him. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know how to take a compliment. Thank him. That's not even a thing that anybody has ever said. Thank him. Thank him very much. Um, So he wanted to ask if you still get people yelling, yo, toe, at you, either on stage or just walking around and people recognize you. Does that still happen? Um, Yeah, sometimes. One of the weirdest experiences is I was in an elevator. At a ho- in a hotel, and there's another person in the elevator who looks at me and says, "Oh, are you the?" <laughs> he says, "You're the and you guy." So, so he, he's got it wrong. It's right. you too. You too. Yeah. But I, I'm just flattered the guy even knows who I am. So I'm not gonna call him out on it. Right. And I said, "Yeah, yeah, that's me." You know, I'm right. not gonna go. It's you too. You. You know. I said, "Yeah, that's me." And he goes. He goes, I love that bit. He goes, there's not a day that goes by that I don't say, and you as well. And I'm thinking, now do I correct them? You know, I, you know I don't, how far do I go with this? And I said, yeah, I know. It's kind of a weird thing. You know, we all feel dumb sometimes. And he goes, yeah, man, that's, that's cool. And then the elevator door opens, and we walk out into the lobby of this hotel with a lot of people. And I'm walking away, and he thinks it's going to be funny to yell after me oh. what he thinks is my bit. Oh, my God. So as I'm walking through the lobby, he's yelling, and you, <laughs> and you. And I'm thinking, I'm the only guy who knows what he's talking about, and I don't know what he's talking about. There's no audience. Give a, a, <laughs> yeah. a sad wave. Yeah, and it's like, I'm, wa- I'm giving him the kind of wave that I hope he recognizes as stop yelling. <laughs> Okay. Just, yeah, wait, we're, we're done with that. Uh, and keep you, that on the elevator. Yeah. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. <laughs> oh, oh 
That's well, he funny. will be very happy to hear that story. <laughs> I know. For sure. He, he can listen to it and go, I'm the him. He's yeah. <laughs> so oh, God. Good. What if that was Kane? That'd oh, be hilarious. Who's the one if you had, if all your jokes oh. were drowning? <laughs> which one would you save? Ah, yeah. You can only save one. That's from Michael. 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 We don't know him. What an interesting <laughs> question. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about, let's make it easier. Your children. If one of your children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's easy. Um, oh my god, that's funny. Um, <laughs> What's your favorite joke right now? That's a bit. Well, the favorite way. jokes to me are always the newest jokes, right? The, the yeah. newest jokes that yeah. I'm now working on, and one of them might have something to do with what we're talking about here. It's I have OCD. Oh, obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah. Um, and I, it's a new bit that I'm working on. And so that's my favorite bit, because when I get to that, I've only done it four times on stage. Mm-hmm. When I get to that, there's that feeling of yeah. excitement, like, I don't yeah. know if they're going to laugh. If yeah. they do laugh, I don't know where they're going to laugh. I don't know where these laughs are, if any. So I, I, the newer the bit, the more I, it's exciting. You know, I, and I love those moments on stage. I mean, I like doing older bits that I know will work as well, but I, I prefer the ones that I don't know will work right yeah sounds yeah. strange i love so, that no, and that was another thing somebody asked was how do you work on new material being that you're always touring in these huge theaters where people paid money to see you you just kind of have to weave it in where you can do you ever go to some cities where you're just like look columbus i don't know what to tell you you're the guinea pigs this month yeah um but your audiences love it when you try new material on them like anytime i've seen you where you go like that's a new one and everyone just ah, i think it's yeah. I mean, it's like an exclusive they'll either do that or they'll go we can tell <laughs> we can tell that's new we smell the stinker yeah. we figured as much are you, bring that right. cup of dirt are you done experimenting <laughs> um i just when I first started doing the larger venues, I was concerned about, I didn't feel it was appropriate to try to sneak new stuff in. I'm thinking these people are coming out. Right. They're sitting in red velvet chairs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to be giving them a show. And after about six months of that, I was like, no, this is what I do. And I don't want to keep doing the same stuff. I, I, I need to add new material. So I just started sandwiching it in. I'm a little more careful of bookending it. Mm-hmm. You know, in a comedy club, it can be more freewheeling, especially on a, you know, right. Sunday night or right. third show on a night or something like that. But um, so I will bookend it. I'll, I'll know I'm going to s- hit something strong, do something new. And then I know I've got a relatively strong thing to go into after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I've got the savers, you know, the like you say, where I can like say, hey, I can joke about it being new. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I love about comedy is that we can fail and then joke about failing. There, there's no yeah. other occupation. <laughs> you know, a pilot can't get on and go, I did not see that mountain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Isn't that funny, everybody in the back? Should have rehearsed more. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> you know, but with comedy, everything. Yeah, that's funny that it was yeah. lousy. Yeah. You know? yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. A lot of people, a few people asked, uh, Christine, who's a comic I know, asked, uh, can you ask him what his writing process is like? Do you sit down to write or do you just kind of wait for things to come to you? Because you seem like you kind of work stuff out on stage. Is that fair to say? Or are you more of like a write it all down type of person? It depends on where in the process. The, the first part of a joke to me, I, I don't know how to sit down in front of a blank piece of paper and put stuff on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> blank pieces of paper remain blank pieces of paper. <laughs> yeah. I could stare at it for an hour <laughs> and it just, it doesn't work. So yeah. for me, I mean, some people, that's how they do it. Yeah. Um, so for me, the original idea for a joke is just, I just go through my day the way I would normally go through my day and I'll notice something. And how that happens, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how that happens for any of us. Right. But then you go, okay, boom. Once you've got that, then you can apply a craft to it. And it's like, okay, I know what the idea is. Now let me find the words to give it a shot on stage. Mm -hmm. And I will have a, a rough version of how I want to do it on stage. And then, and then I think a lot of the best writing takes place on stage. And you bring that on stage. And then while you're doing it, it just comes out leaner and meaner sometimes, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Because of the energy. There's something yeah. about that that's just beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I always think of it as, you know, those movies where there's a guy at the news desk and somebody comes in, hot off the presses, say this. That's what happens in your brain when you're on stage and I'm doing some long, boring, clever <laughs> version of something I thought of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And something will run into my brain going, say this now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And just bang it out like in four words when you go, that, that should have been 400 words. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I gave you way too long an answer. For no, that, that. No, was great. That was awesome. I love that. Yeah, That's why we're talking to you. Um, okay. Not for. It'd be funny like <laughs> when I hear this and you edit like. <laughs> 75 percent of yeah, all my yeah, yeah. it's mostly us <laughs> and at that beginning part when you go yeah the us me part going yeah. we could not get this guest of ours to shut up so we took some <laughs> editorial license and we're cutting his answers down to the yes or no part <laughs> what's your writing process like yeah yes just yes. the spark note version. Um, okay, so Mario Garcia Jr. writes, I'm curious what his thoughts are on joke thieves. Does he think it's purely coincidental or premeditated? Uh, he says, has he ever been accused of stealing a joke? Just curious. Love the show. Looking forward to hearing this. So. Uh, great any, question. Yeah. Well, all of those take place. I mean, you know, there are there are people who are outright joke thieves who know what they're doing. There are people who are doing it inadvertently. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's stuff called parallel development where you think of something that somebody else also thought of. Um, I think everybody, most comedians will give other comedians a pass if they hear one thing that somebody else does because we're going to think of things that are similar. Right. It's when you hear a number of things where you go, well, this, right. there's eight jokes that this person's doing that are similar to somebody else's. That's when you start you know, raising a flag. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of situations in my career where I've done things never on purpose, but where I later realized, I think I heard that and it mm. went into my subconscious. Yeah. And the, and the moment I, I learned that I drop it. There yeah. was a bit years ago, there was a comedian long time ago, Dennis Wolfberg, very, very funny 
guy, and he had a thing about how the terms idiot, imbecile, and moron are actual technical terms, and there, yeah. there's actually a hierarchy <laughs> of them. So he had this bit about you could call someone, somebody an imbecile, and it's a compliment to them, where they're going, no, I'm not an imbecile, I'm a moron, you know? <laughs> yeah. So he had done that bit, and that must have gone into my subconscious, and then I went out on the road, and I thought I thought of that. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I was doing a bit like that for a few months, and a comedian came up to me and said, and this is what's good about hopefully having a good reputation is other comedians will come up to you. Right. Yeah. They, they, they're on your side and they assume you're not trying to steal. Right. right. And this guy came up and said, I don't know if you know Dennis Wolfberg has a bit like that. And I'm like, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. You're 100 percent right. And now I remember him doing it. And I thought I thought of it. And then I just dropped it. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, I just yeah. never did it again. Yeah. Which so. Really all you can do. Right. Yeah. I had another bit that I did on Letterman that somebody pointed out was similar to a um uh Bob Goldthwaite oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. bit. And um I didn't know that he had a bit that was similar. Mm-hmm. I got online, I tried to it took me a while to find the bit. Yeah. And I found the bit. And it's very similar. We use the same words. It's about how guys try to act macho when they go out hunting. Mm. Yeah. And yet everything they're doing is, you know, they're sitting next to a guy on a boat wearing yeah, match, yeah. matching outfits. <laughs> and, you know right. what I mean? And you're watching the sunrise. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. So he had a very similar thing with, with similar wording. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard his bit. Wow. And um, I, it's very important to me to have a good reputation. And I, mm-hmm. I contacted my manager. We got... Uh, Bob Goldthwaite's info. I contacted him. I told him, hey, man, I did a bit on Letterman. It's been brought to my attention that you have a similar bit. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know I'm I'm never going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. wow. Even though I, I, I knew I had thought of it independently. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's so yeah. tough. You know, if somebody had attached that idea to being his, then I figured that was a ship that had sailed and I didn't want to, you know, glom onto the same thing. Right. Yeah. And he was he was very cool about it. He, I think, appreciated the fact that I was reaching out to him and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And then I did that whole chunk of material, not that part of it, on my next special, and I left that part out. Yeah. yeah. And that would have yeah. got a huge laugh because <sighs> when I stole it from Bob Goldthwait, <laughs> I knew that stuff was strong. <laughs> that was I only bad. steal the best. <laughs> We're just going to edit that this part for good, the yeah. whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So what's your writing process like? I love the steal from yes. the best. <laughs> yeah, right. You guys can ruin me in one, in one podcast. Yeah. Oh, Be careful man. who you let into your home. Oh, we man. are here. Uh, well, do we... Are there any other ones? Do I we want to talk about... One more. Someone asked, Corey asked, what's your favorite popsicle flavor? <laughs> I just thought it was sweet. Um, well, I have the snow cone bit, which is grape. No, my cherry, cherry grape. I don't know if they're like sort of. Oh, is you have a, it's a, is it, it but that's snow popsicle. cone or popsicle? This is popsicle. Popsicle. Someone did reference one of your bits to Kelsey and we were like, what does that mean? I, Cause I think oh, it was uh, somebody had a, a hopeless chest hopeless. as a high school yeah. graduation gift or something like that. Is, do you have a bit about a hope chest <laughs> where you call it a hopeless chest? Do I? Yeah. yeah. No. That's, we don't know what they're referencing. 
referencing? Let's call Bobcat. Maybe he has one. Yeah. Just, yeah. Hey, Bob. Wait, does somebody you. really think that I have a bit? I don't know. We don't, we don't that know. That was a comment that was left was that we were like, I'm not, I don't know what that. No, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, my mom bought me a hopeless chest from my high school graduation present. That's not And a joke. hope chest is, you, we all know what a hope chest right. is. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't, none That's of us. That's a funny joke, I, it is, but it's, it's not mine. It's just not related to anything. Very, yep, <laughs> I, never, I don't know. That's well, really funny. We have a lot of comments, him. by the way, of people just going, no question, We, j- I just love him. I just saw him once <laughs> and he was great. And just tell him thank you for that show. And I'm like, oh, okay, nice. we said questions, but um, we'll tell him. Delete, we'll him unfollow. Yeah, like, he was just, thank you so much for doing that show. Yeah, I have uh, a fan question from my oh. heart. Uh, no, I want to know. Wait, I want to answer the other one. Oh yeah, oh you have another. Oh, sorry, oh there's there was, one. but we can do the, your the popsicle your... one. Oh, oh the, the popsicle, popsicle one. Because yes. if I don't, it's pressing. Your listeners would be going. That's true. He never <laughs> answered the popsicle question, and they, they won't be able to listen to anything no, after that. Yeah, true. Anyway. yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, I will say. <laughs> I don't know why I need to answer this. Um, it's very important to you, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're bringing up a lot of. You're bringing up a lot of stuff from inside me. A deep childhood, yeah. yeah. You know, I when I used to be beaten when I was young, <laughs> it was while I was eating cherry. And then when I was let, when the beating stopped, I was given a grape. So grape is the favorite because I associate okay. that with not being beaten. Sure. Well, sure. It's a very, very relatable childhood memory for most yeah. of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So grape it is. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nobody Ooh. bring up Jerry going <laughs> forward. That was intense. We yeah. should have stuck to How did a popsicle question end up with child abuse in the answer? Brian's just real sick of being asked about being a clean comic. Yeah. He's, he will turn anything yeah. into a dark, dark premise. <laughs> Becoming the Jim Carrey of yeah. comics in terms of these podcasts. Yeah. Did you see his red carpet thing? That was so bizarre. Oh, boy. I did. I didn't see it. Oh, yeah, he's, he went... he's been going through some... Uh, I guess he's been doing that self-analyzing, what's it all about, Alfie kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. What is our place in this world? Who are we? How do we fit in? Yeah. And so obviously it's it's on his mind and it's coming out in interviews and things oh, like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was very intense. Look that anyway, up. Was, was he sitting down now? in the interview with someone no, else? He was like, oh, I saw He was like one. waltzing around her. She was clearly having a panic attack. Like, I don't know well, what's going on. I, oh. If we're thinking of the same interview... There was one interview where I thought what the woman asked was very inappropriate. What did she, what did ask? she ask? She said, um, I heard you were wandering the streets and having trouble getting a date. Whoa. Whoa. I didn't see that one. That's weird. People just say, think and, they can say anything. you know, his girlfriend had passed away. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. You know, and in the wake of that, to ask a question like that, I don't know if she meant getting a date for this event or whatever, and so one of his reactions, if they edit out the question, that's what he was oh, reacting to. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that was the same one I watched or if it's oh, yeah. if he's like Oof. been doing more unusual interviews he's, lately. He's but... been doing it even with, you know, fair questions. But yeah. one of his reactions was to what I thought was a an completely unfair question. Yeah, that's yeah. awful. That's Poor Jim oh, yeah. What's wrong with people? What's your heart question? Oh, I just wanted to know if you still love stand-up as much as you did when you started. Like, has it ma- maintained a consistent, you know, first love in your life? Or does it kind of, you know, go up and down? Is it ever like, I don't feel like going to this theater tonight. I just want to hang out here, order some Chinese food. Like, how does, <laughs> is, how does that... Does that Chinese go up and down? food is a bit, <laughs> Chinese food trumps all. <laughs> but taking that out of it. Um, no, I still love it. I still I still love it. I still consider myself very fortunate to be able to do it. And I 
I try not to, you know, when I'm before a show starts and when you see an audience, the show hasn't even started and there's a murmur of the crowd. You know, it's just very like humbling to go, how am I so lucky that I get to do this? Yeah. And that there are a handful of people out there that seem to like it. You know, it's just, I, I love it. I still love it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. So cool. It makes me so happy. Yeah. You, yeah, the the humility you have is so incredible. And there was, I think I was opening for you in like Riverside, the one where my parents came and they mm-hmm. came backstage and were very embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> but lovely. Because, you know, they love you and we just like grew up listening to you in the car. And uh, my, my dad was talking to you about just like isn't it great all these people or whatever and you're like and you talking about how you had your kids with you at the time uh on the road with you and i remember you saying something so funny where you were just like yeah he's like it's it keeps you grounded because you know you come off stage to this thunderous applause and they're like i need a band-aid you're like do you know who i am (laughs) you know where i just was (laughs) that was so funny (laughs) that's for me that that was actually a true thing when i got off stage one time and my daughter literally told me that she needed a new band-aid on her like pinky yeah and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) did you see what just happened you know what i mean and and you just it just you just go man so obviously we're all wearing different hats in life it's like i'm big shot showbiz guy and now i'm daddy finding a band-aid and uh, yeah yeah and i like that there are those different worlds but I feel like telling my daughter, give me five minutes to yeah, bask in to the glory. Down. <laughs> give me a second. God. You seem like you balance it all pretty well, though. Like, you have your kids on the road with you a fair amount, and you talk on stage about how much you love being a dad. And it just, one of the questions we got was to seamlessly transition. Oh, uh, it was yeah. from Jim McVeigh, who's a very funny San Francisco comic, uh, asked, like, he's always curious uh, about people who are very busy with their careers. How do you balance, like, family and work? Is that at all difficult for you, or? Um, it's not easy, but I, I'm a. I mentioned the OCD thing. I'm I'm very organized, like, and there are days that are really compact where I literally have to like go. What am I going to do at eleven o'clock? What am I doing at twelve o'clock? What am I doing at one o'clock? And that includes quality time. Yeah. With my kids, I'm mm-hmm. picking up my daughter at four, and um, I'm taking yeah. both my kids to Dallas tomorrow to oh, watch cool. the first Las Vegas hockey game. Oh, great. We have a new hockey team here. Oh, yes. And the first game is an away game. Uh-huh. I was going to take them to the first home game, but I have to be in L.A. for something. Uh-huh. So anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. So I, I, just, I just map everything out to make sure that, um, you know, I have time to do everything that I need to do. Yeah. yeah, that's great. It just makes um, it sound so easy. Yeah. <laughs> so you have OCD, which I did not know. How do you, uh, you know, care for that? Is there certain things that help you or stress you out or you get flare yeah, ups? Have you always had it? I'm, I'm very interested in just, this. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Did yeah. you get diagnosed recently or has it been a lifelong? Uh, I, I've always known. I, I The bit that <laughs> that's been working. This is when I was talking before about how you have something written out and then when you're on stage, you go a different direction. Well, this just popped out of me when I was on stage the first time I did it, where I said I I suffer from OCD. Mm -hmm. And then right in my mind, I'm like, suffer, strong word. So I ad-libbed about that on stage. I said, well, suffering is a bit of a strong word. I said, people today say say they suffer from things when 20 years ago they just dealt with it. Yeah. And I said, I think suffering should be reserved for 
people who are literally rolling around on the ground, writhing in agony. Yeah. <laughs> say, am I allowed to run up to them and go, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> I have to alphabetize everything. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> I think suffering is for people. You should be able to see the rib indentations coming through the torso. You know, we're not on the same page. But anyway, I I do have it. But I've also always had, I like to think, a sense of humor about it. You know, it's like I know it's ridiculous. How severe is it? Does it like interfere with your daily life to where it's like, I got to get out of bed, but I got to do it 14 times. Yeah. And is it more obsessive or compulsive? Like, is it more thoughts or actions? Oh, well, I guess both. I mean, you know, I, I, I need to be organized. It, mm-hmm. it just, I just have to, when things are starting to get away from me, you know, I, that drives me crazy. I need to know what I have to do. I, I need to know who I need to communicate with. I need to make sure that all, all balls are in the air and happening. It's when things fall through the cracks. I'm like, if that fell through the cracks, what major things are falling through the cracks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating, and this is going to show how crazy I am. <laughs> but if I've got five paper clips, and now I only have four, I'm like, well, what major things in my life are falling apart? If I can't keep track of my oh, paper clips, okay. yeah. <laughs> we love it. We love. I am it. off the rails. <laughs> you know, yeah. My whole life could be off the rails. <laughs> We love hearing about the crazy. Yeah, That's I a like big it. part you know of the podcast. So yeah. It, it like it represents I'm not in control. Yeah. Right. And um and I know it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I and I can laugh about it, but it's it's also still there. Yeah. Wow. And it and you've just always had it. It hasn't developed over the years. It's just kind of always been as long as you can remember. Uh I don't know when I uh I I would imagine it's always been there, but I think you know it manifests itself. Maybe as I got older, maybe more and more, you can't let things fall through the cracks. So you have right. to make sure you're on top of things, you know? Yeah. Um, but what's weird is I think it has helped me with my comedy mm-hmm. because I'm yeah, very meticulous with my words yeah. and my bits, you know, like yeah. in comedy, there's always three goals. There's the new joke goal. There's the five minute goal of the mm-hmm. next Fallon or whatever and then there's the hour goals and I want every one of these goals to I want to hit them as strong as I can and I think that anal meticulous part of me helps in that regard yeah but that might not help me in life in general but I think it has helped my career (laughs) absolutely oh that's such a relief to hear I mean we talk about all the time uh how neurotic we are that we're very type a and uh I think sometimes I'm envious of comics who do seem to just go up all loosey-goosey and like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, talk this out. I don't really know what my set list is because yeah. I'm always like, oh, I knew Tuesday <laughs> what I was saying on Saturday, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> God, like I can't not know. Yeah. Uh, so funny. I need it. And I've, wonder, I've worried that that's been like, you know, a setback to me. Maybe that's something that's bad, but it's um, a really nice relief to hear that somebody like you really does thrive on that because I know it does seem to help me. I feel better when I'm you know, we all have our, our little like goals posters and we got our jokes right. on stickies and we're, yeah. We're, yeah. we're so crazy. I got an encyclopedia, a joke encyclopedia where I, I basically alphabetize all my material and I keep it in Whoa, a giant just word doc and I just boop. Yep. Alphabetize plug it? things in. Yep. I've I've actually transferred everything to a Google Doc so I can access it on my phone at all times. <laughs> oh, so I can <laughs> so you I can truly are suffering. <laughs> 
I'm not that crazy. <laughs> I lost a paper clip. <laughs> I thought we were talking about lighthearted stuff here. I'll go. <laughs> yeah. This no, mental that, patient that, out really, of here. I, I relate yeah. completely. Yeah. Well, let me ask yeah, you keep this. Track of it. It, it, because you obviously do, uh, would all of you say you're type A? Yes. Yeah. So, okay, we have Type A income. plus. Double A. Type A. Uh, plus. A type A double A. <laughs> yeah, double A. Honor <laughs> students. Yeah. Well, when you're organizing and, and to me, I, you know, I've I've come to realize that it's impossible to 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 ever be done with the organizing it's always yes. like a quest you know what i mean mm -hmm. but if you say you alphabetize your bits yes don't you go well maybe i should categorize these by subject matter or maybe i should categorize them by this so there's that internal dilemma of if i alphabetize them maybe then when i'm doing a set i'll miss out on a bit that i wanted to pull out it and if, yes. I had, if I had it categorized another way yes it would yeah. be more efficient right I do this so I do like if I have kid material I'll go kids slash nanny kids slash brother kids right. slash so I have oh. all this kid stuff and then I can just kind of pick and weave I'm a I'm that's insane. amazing I'm yeah. insane. Oh, I thought that was like kind of a normal thing but oh, I like I guess no, it's weird. not <laughs> yeah it's a but weird how thing how much material do you lose if you don't do that like I've I've exactly. had I'm material that I remembered that. and I was like oh it's actually pretty good I should do that again that's yeah. why I started you know? doing it yeah. I kept forgetting my own bits and I remember like parts of it and like oh I used to say that with yes. it and now I don't say it so I just yeah. had to write everything down or I will forget yes yeah yeah welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like Forge FX can help meet the demand for skilled workers anywhere you go look there's going to be a shortage of welders VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I just did a, uh, a thing that's coming out. It's an hour long. Ooh, and there's a is it is it a special? <laughs> what if it was like a, a, a rhythmic dance routine <laughs> that he's just breaking the it mold? <laughs> I thought that would be. I don't know if that would sound yes. like I'm patting myself on the back. No. Oh my god, you were so right? humble. Yes. Yeah. Netflix. It's, he, it's <laughs> plug it, your Netflix special. <laughs> I did this thing. It's Please stupid. Take it's this an out. hour. I don't want anybody to. <laughs> it's like 57 minutes. I, I didn't even go the full Taylor, hour. Is well, it a special? <laughs> Okay. Well, the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> it, it, I guess that's what they're calling it. Um, but there's a bit in there that is missing a part because I wasn't as organized as I wished I had been. Oh. It's, and it'll kill me forever. Oh. The, because the, the bit isn't yeah. the, the, the perfect best it could be. version of the bit. Right. And now that it's on... Netflix or will be it's coming out in November um I I move away from that material you know what I mean yeah, so it's like right. I consider that material done and you know so it's like darn it, it the more perfect version of it is not out there forever yeah it's, it's an imperfect version of it so oh, even though it the bit works it's not all it can be Right. Oh, Interesting. Oh, so you're you're making me feel so yeah, much better right now. I like, know. you beat yourself up, too. It's such a relief. Yeah. <laughs> we oh. all kind of do that. Yeah. yeah. I ruminate on things like a oh, mad yeah. woman. Oh, Just yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. This is this is very, very cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when you guys watch the special. <laughs> 
Oh, you can just sit back and go, this is not as good as it could have been. I bet you it's this joke. This is the bit. This must be the bit because this is just kind of laying there. This pie's missing a piece. This feels like. This is clearly missing a funny part. Oh, oh man. no! So everyone watch Brian's special in November and uh, yeah. try to figure out which it is. Oh, yeah. incredible! Can we plug the name of it? Are Do, we yeah. not allowed to yet? yet Nunchucks and flamethrowers. <laughs> oh, Nunchucks. nice! I changed. It. We were you on the bus it. when we were yeah. talking about it. I remember I you were. What, what was the, the other one? You were. There was going... a, a number. The, the first title was I don't know what it is. Yes. Because in there, I started to say that I flubbed it. And then I went off on this tangent that we use in the credit role where I start to say, I don't know what it is, which is just a transition. Right. Uh, I I don't know what it is about people is Mm. what the title was going to be, which sort of makes sense comedically. And then Netflix was like, that's too long. So I changed it to, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then that just felt too bland to me. Yeah. Mm. And, um, and I also, (laughs) I'm giving up. I don't, (laughs) I don't want, the message of my comedy to be that I don't know. I want uh, to feel like um, I am an observer you of want life. People to think you're yeah. Chuck Norris and that I'm yeah. nunchucks <laughs> and flamethrowers. Yeah, <laughs> let's well, be clear. That is a, to, that's a grabbier. Because if I say I don't know, it's like I'm hitting the stage shrugging, and it's like, yeah. well, no, I'm a comedian for a reason. I'm observing yeah. things and I'm pointing them out. So I thought that was undercutting being a comedian. That's and then that's interesting. So you know nunchucks and flamethrowers is just a. a punchline within one of the jokes and it's just kind of silly and so i figured i'd go with that you could have called it i know what it is (laughs) (laughs) i certainly know right i certainly know know. (laughs) i certainly know i think i voted i think us on the bus when we're talking about it we voted for i don't know just because we thought it would be funny this the idea that netflix goes what do you want to call it and you go i don't know and they go that's great yeah that's perfect but i think you made the right choice yeah i like that I know you're wanting like that approval. You know why things are stupid. It was uh, no, specifically. It, no, <laughs> it was very important to yeah. hear what you said. You know, um, <laughs> but it reminds me of the um, the Simpsons episode when they're going to name their bowling team, and Homer says, "Let's name it something that's funny the first time you hear it." <laughs> Sort of funny the second time you hear it, and then it's never ever funny again after that. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> that oh, was great. That's so good. So, oh man. Anyway, do we have any yeah. more questions that we want I don't to get through? Think I think so, I but got we can. It. Yeah, we can I did segments. ask you briefly beforehand, and I wish I'd I'd talked to you about it earlier because uh, it is sort of a, a pressurizing question. Usually, we ask guests if they have a quote that uh, that resonates with them. On a personal level, most people have them, especially yeah. white women like us, mm-hmm. uh, have yeah. those pumpkin spice Beyonce, quotes on Instagram quotes. Yeah. Instagram quotes. So if there's any uh, any quotes from from heroes of yours or people you admire or something you've said that you were like, by God, that's good. Yeah. I mean, let's put that in stone. Yeah. It'd be weird if I answered it that way. Yeah. Well, here's something that I said, <laughs> which was um, important for a lot of people. <laughs> And um, no, uh, I, I'm not very religious, but the golden rule to me fits everything in life. Mm. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. And I think that works for everything. Yeah. I think it works for everything. Yeah, yeah it does. And even if you don't want to have a religious component to it, you know, it's just, you know, if if you're the waitress, would you... Yes. Treat the waitress the way you want to be. Treat the waiter yeah. the way you want to be treated. Treat right. the flight attendant the way you would want to be treated if you were the flight attendant. Totally. Just do yeah. everything like that, and life will be wonderful. 
right. Yeah. For everybody. Yeah. yeah. Brian fixed it. Uh, <laughs> fixed so, everything. Yeah. 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 No, that's a great one. That's yeah, perfect. It's one that's good to be reminded of too. It's just, yeah. I mean, yeah. we don't hear it, it enough. So I feel yeah. like yeah. you said you weren't super religious and as everyone knows, you're very clean and I know you've been asked to death about that. Uh, but do you ever feel like you are disappointing fans? Cause a lot of your fans are very religious when they find out that you're not, you know, technically like a big like church guy or whatever. Well, that you're not doing it for like some, you're not protesting dirty comedy with yours. This is just how you yes, are. It's a very, it's a very weird thing when you work and I hate, I say hate the word. I, I cringe at the word clean because yes. it, it, there's a connotation associated with it that has nothing to do with what I want to do as a comedian. Yeah. Right. And some people think there, there's so much us against them in our world mm -hmm. politically and in all ways. And it's the same with comedy that there's this us against them. I get so many people that come up to me after shows and I don't mind the fact that they like that. It's clean. That's yeah. something that interests you. Great. But when they like, take me aside and go, I'm glad you're not like them. Oh, yeah. 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 That's hard for me because I feel like saying, and I do say, I like them. Yeah. yeah. I am like I, them. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm just. I'm not opposed to yeah. what they do. I, I like dirty comedy. I like political comedy. I like prop comedy. I like all different kinds of comedy. I like that there are filthy comedians. I like that there are comedians that use the F word. I like there are comedians that talk about sex. I don't. I have what I want to do. Let them do what they want to do and, and let people choose for themselves. Yeah. So it's not an us against them. It's in addition to them. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, because yeah. you do get those fans that do kind of go like, thank you so much for what you're doing. Like, mm -hmm. you're like making a stand or like cleaning up the streets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I always think that's so interesting because you handle it very well. But, you know, and and it, and, and I don't comedian level. want to undercut what's important to them that's right. fine that that's important to them but i think they they get the wrong idea of why i do what i do right i just yeah. do it i like it because it interests me comedically yes right i want to see how much mileage i can get yeah without hitting these words that i i know people will laugh when you say these words so i don't i don't want that laugh i mm -hmm. want the laugh to come out of the idea yeah, yeah. and yes. if i can't think of an Love idea that. i make a silly face <laughs> That's always there. You do it. <laughs> Nailed it. You do oh, a nice. shoulder <laughs> shimmy. Oh. <laughs> I like to walk the, the king of shoulder right. shimmies. <laughs> you and if it. I can't think oh, of something man. smart, I cross my eyes and hunch over. <laughs> and that's good for a big laugh right there. You do have oh, such a specific, gosh. like, <laughs> like it's almost like your your delivery walk of just the handshake. Like, it's a, yeah, what is it? Yeah, handshake, yeah. and you do kind of like the box, like you have like a like a a sneaky square dance thing <laughs> that you do that I think is so funny. Oh. Just that yeah. people start laughing just the minute you're kind of walking around, just like. So I thought about this, and it's so funny to me. That's very nice. Yeah. I a guy yelled something out one time, and I regret this to this day it ended up he was trying to compliment me but i didn't take it as a compliment audiences oh, are tough. bad at that yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> i was on stage and i was do i did something and then i i walked to the other side of the stage and a guy yelled out um you don't even have to say anything and people laugh and i thought he was oh insulting the comedy uh, instead of taking it as a compliment yeah i i thought he was like 
I thought he was like saying that I, I'm, I'm just being a buffoon on stage. Oh, right. I see. And I said something to the effect of, well, I'd like to think there's more to it than just me goofing around up here. And then the crowd just got silent. Because oh, I think they knew what he meant. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, so Doesn't this guy know how to take a compliment, you know? <laughs> and uh, I moved on and struggled my way through the rest of that awkward set. Yeah. And then the guy came up to me after the show and said, I apologize, but I meant that as a compliment. I, you know, I, he goes, yeah. and, I, and I felt horrible. And Aww. I still feel horrible. And that's why I'm talking about it right now. <laughs> He's a guy, yeah, a guy. Yeah. If you're listening to this, uh, first off, thank you so much. And <laughs> second, uh, don't yell at comedy shows. Ever. And that will never yeah. happen Forever. again. Forever. Even yeah. compliments, because we yeah. don't know what those <laughs> mean. Yeah. We're not used like, to those. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. We will bounce shoot right it down. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, this also kind of piggybacks off of you being clean. I think there's an image with, uh, you know, clean comics that you don't have any vices versus dirty comics who are, you know, talking about their addictions or whatever, living more of like a party lifestyle. Um, do you have vices or do you feel like you're self-destructive in any way? Um, I like to have a cocktail every now and then. Oh boy! Taylor has Ooh. seen me have Wild a cocktail. Wild man! <laughs> um, I have, and I was like, my childhood. <laughs> I, you know, I, I like to let loose every now and then, and okay. and, and you know, I'm safe safe about it. You know, yeah. I'm not driving. Know you know, it's or whatever. Yeah. But uh, well, I mean, I I I like to get lit up. <laughs> This okay. is the greatest moment so, of my life. So let me rephrase. I like to have a cocktail. Because that is an understatement. now and then. I like to do a little blow. And by a little, I mean a lot. Just a bit. Oh, my gosh. I'm just going to edit this part with the other part where you steal material. That's the podcast. Oh. Lit up and stealing bits. I steal material and I like to get lit up. We're going to auto-tune this into a, into a viral yes. video. Wow. Oh my um, God. That's yeah. the best thing I've ever heard. Nice. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's fun when you're with your friends and everybody knows who you are and you can let loose. And, yeah. um, you know, I've got uh, some buddies and friends. We have golf weekends uh, and we just golf during the day. We get drunk. We play poker at night. We're all in a house. Nobody's getting hurt. Nice. And... Um, I like to do that every now and then. Nice. What's yeah. your drink of choice? Well, <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh God, is they're, it they're alphabetized. <laughs> 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 Oh my god. I got amaretto, then I've got bourbon, then I got coors, um, doers. I didn't know if I could go through the hot I was going to stop right there. Um, (laughs) um, I like, uh, you know, I like to do a shot of Patron tequila. Nice. Nice. Okay. Okay. And, and, And I know A is not the right. I like to do a number of shots of tequila. With some with some friends. Nice. I told this on the uh, uh, Bill Burr. He likes to have a drink every now and then. And we talked about this on one of his podcasts. Mm-hmm. And it's a true story. <laughs> I was out with some I friends and my brothers. And I woke up the next morning. Um, I had a car that got me back, so I wasn't driving. I don't want anybody out there thinking that's, that I did that or that yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I wake up the next morning. And my shirt, my button-down shirt, is on the floor next to the bed 
with a car tire mark on the back. <gasps> what? <gasps> what? Oh my gosh. What? Which immediately makes you ask the question, what happened? Yeah. Am I alive? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, so I go into the bathroom and I look in the mirror like, was I run over by a car? And, Am I um, Wolverine? Oh, no. How is there, I mean, like a wide car what? tire mark on the back of the, and, um, I had to ask the people I was with. They said, no, you were getting in. We had a limo and I was stepping into the limo and my foot like tripped on the curb and I fell and my back ended up hitting the tire oh, of the limo. Okay. But I didn't remember that. Right. Oh my God. So, um, this is not a good story. This is not a good story. I've been dead the whole time. People out there. Just, um, did I ever tell you guys the hilarious story about how I tripped getting into my limo? Yeah. Uh, oh, just. Well, uh, I needed to explain how there was hard. a tire mark on my. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? That sums you up like yeah. that's your version of wild. <laughs> I you know, know what I mean? <laughs> it crazy. wasn't a crazy, like, you know, meth bender or something. Yeah. It was, yeah. Unless was, you haven't gotten to that yet. Yeah. <laughs> we don't yeah. know. What a crazy weekend. Yeah. I ruined a shirt. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> the dry cleaner ended up rejecting that shirt. <laughs> And that's the crazy kind of life. <laughs> Thank God I bought two. Yeah. You know? oh, was an extra. Um, uh, well, so. you said something last time I was working with you that w made me ask you to do this in the first place uh, because I would have probably never asked you before that because I'm, you know, we're, you're very busy. Um, <laughs> you had said that you read a book called uh, How to Stop Procrastinating. Yes. And that that inspired you to, to do something you'd always wanted to do. Yes. And you were telling a story about that so they haven't heard that i have okay but yeah with those, a, it, those are the types of books we read is how to stop procrastinating and then we dissect it for 40 minutes yes. and then we go this is how we live now. yeah <laughs> and that's yeah. that's how we do it that's yeah. interesting well i it was a thin little book because mm -hmm. if it was a thick book i knew i would have never read it right, right. so that's Sensible. one thing um and you know i've always had a problem with procrastination but i think a lot of people do right mm -hmm. yeah. but anyway so uh I don't know where I saw the book. It said how to end procrastination or something like that. So I'm like, let me check this book out. So I'm reading through the book. And one of the techniques is um, they call it the salami technique. At least that's what they called it in this book. They said if the goal seems big and insurmountable, um, chop it up into little goals. Mm. And, um, and they said the first thing you should do is make a goal that is so easy that you can do it like in less than a minute. Mm. So I thought I can do that. Yeah. So I had always wanted to skydive. I always had this dream of wanting to skydive. I have a tremendous fear of heights, but I thought that would be like a, I would never oh, forget man. it if I skydived. Yeah. So I thought, well, there's something that I think is way too big to ever try to figure out. And then the salami technique was like, well, what's the smallest thing I can do to head in that direction? And I thought, I was in a hotel on the road. I was in Atlanta. And I thought, all I have to do is look up skydiving in the yellow pages. That's all I have to do today uh -huh. to work towards that goal. Yeah. So I looked up skydiving in the yellow pages, and two days later I skydived. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. Oh That's how fast. Oh my god. That's what I was like. <laughs> you know, because I'm looking at the, I'm looked it up, and they, there was a place near Atlanta, like Rome, 
Georgia skydiving uh, lessons or and there's a telephone number right there. And I'm like, well, how can I not dial the number? It's right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That's yeah. just yeah. going to call the number and ask yeah. them. And I called and they're like, yeah, we have the ball. We have it tomorrow, the day after. And I'm like, next thing I knew, this process was wow. happening. Yeah. I called friends of mine who lived in Atlanta. Hey, you want to join in? And boom, boom, boom. Next thing I know, I'm in a rental car driving oh my God. to Rome, Georgia and going up in a plane. And, you know, I ended up doing it. And it was... Um, Absolutely terrifying, yeah. <laughs> but I did it. So, and you were yeah. glad you did it. I have mixed feelings. Mixed feelings, mm. okay. Because, well, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I took on the uh, the, the thing. I, right. I, I have a fear of heights. I'm not exaggerating when I say I'm afraid to put the star on the top of the Christmas tree. Oh wow! Oh my god! It's that scary. Do you utilize like, your balconies, or is that I, tough for you? Uh-huh. Do you utilize the balconies that you have? I don't I don't I don't want to go near the railing and wow. I, I try not to put it in my kids, but I'm like, don't lean against those railings, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So putting the star on the Christmas tree, you know, three steps up and they gotta take one more step and then you have to lean over a little bit. Yeah. Oh Who knows what kind of disaster <laughs> can happen? How many deaths how many deaths have happened? How many tragic Christmas stories have you read? Yet another putting a star on a Christmas tree. Tra- tragic death. So anyway, I, I, I have a fear of wow. heights, and I thought, what better way to combat it than skydiving? And I wanted to – so when I called the, the place, they said, we have two ways of doing it. You can – if you want to free fall, you, you can – let me back up. They said you can either do a static line where you're connected to the plane by a, a cable. Okay. But you're not going to free fall. You, you're going to go – just a far enough away from the plane and then the chute will open and then you just take the chute all the way down. And I'm like, well, that's not the dream. That's not yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. They say, well, if you want to free fall before you pull the chute, they're not going to allow first timers to do that because you could panic. Oh so the, oh, you have to have a tandem master strapped yeah. to your back. Right. And uh, he's literally strapped to your back like where a parachute would be. And then he's got the parachute on his back. But that way you can free fall for like up to 30 seconds and then you can pull the chute and then the both of you go down together. So I said, that's what I want to do. So, uh, so we get up there and, um, I have a video of it somewhere. They have a guy with a camera on his helmet who go, it's this little tiny plane. Uh, Yeah. You know, I'm used to, you know, regular airplanes, a little kind of plane. And the thing that horrified me about it is the plane never settled on a noise. It's like, what is this, a lawnmower engine? You know, just, <laughs> just make one consistent noise. Yeah. And it just kept going in circles, up and up and up. And it was me, the tandem master, and there were like four or five other people on the plane that were also going to parachute who had more experience than me. They were going to go out first. Yeah. So we get up, and, and I'm just, my heart's pounding the whole time. Yeah. And then they get up to a level where they're going to start letting the other people out. They open the door, uh, which is horrifying. Here yeah. goes me, door, ground. Yeah. <laughs> Way down there. Oh my gosh! And this one other guy who I guess had jumped a lot. He was going to jump by himself. He's he knew I was new. He's like, "Good luck to you!" And then he just jumped out of the plane. He jumped out of the plane, and then I look out the window, and he was so tiny, so fast. You know, like he was a six foot man, and now he's <laughs> tinier than the smallest grain of sand, like in a half a second. Oh I'm no! Like, How fast? How fast do you fall? And I'm like, oh, my God. And then the other people all went out. And then the uh, the guy strapped himself to my back. 
And then there was another guy with the camera on his helmet. So that guy goes out first. He goes out on the wing and he turns around and faces you with the camera. And then I came out and we had done some practice before we went up in the plane. And uh, so I'm supposed to get out and this guy's on my back and there's a death grip I have on the side of that plane. Like oh, and in the video, oh you can see him like using his hand to pry my fingers oh. off. Like I am not <laughs> like I'm standing on this metal thing below a wing. I'm like, what oh am my I gosh. doing? <laughs> And he pulls my hand off, and now he's holding on, and I'm like, and he's like, are you ready? (laughs) No. So he goes, let's go. And so we jumped out, and um, you're supposed to put your arms out wide, or else you can tumble. You don't be tumbling. Oh, great. So I don't have my arms out wide enough, so he grabs my arms, and because I, I jump out, I see sky, I see ground, I'm like, I feel like we're tumbling. Yeah. He pulls my arms out, and we just kind of settled. So now I'm just facing the earth ah. with wind like you can't imagine, you know, on my face, just hurtling towards the earth, hurtling. Oh and I don't know what speed, but and in your brain, you're going, why would I do this on purpose? You know? <laughs> and... um and then at the 30-second mark or whatever, he they wanted to know, did I want to pull the shoot or let them pull the shoot? I said, I want to pull the shoot, but if I don't, can you make sure you pull the shoot? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he taps me when it's time to pull the shoot. He's got some altimeter thing or something. Pull the shoot. And you are I don't know how fast you're going, but you go from that to zero in a half and a millisecond. Right. Wow. It's like a train hitting you. Yeah. And my neck went... <gasps> <gasps> and I, my neck was immediately in pain because oh. my body stopped, but my head went like that. Oh, jeez! And I'm like, I'm in the air with a parachute thinking, I just messed up my neck. Oh. I don't know, permanently? I don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't know, but it was like, it hurt. So I'm riding down and I'm trying to enjoy this, you know, whatever's left of this. And then we're <laughs> supposed to... Uh, yeah. We're supposed to do a, a butt slide landing, okay? You come in, and you hit the grass, but you slide, okay? Uh-huh. So we do the rest of the ride down, and then we're coming in for the landing. He's like, all right, get ready for the butt slide deal or whatever. And then, But it's still like jumping from six feet in the air, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, so I came God. in, and I didn't aim myself right and hit my tailbone. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Ouch. And I was like, oh, and then I stand up and I'm like, my neck hurts, my tailbone hurts, and none of that, n- neither of those hurt three minutes ago. Yeah. Oh. And they were like, so what'd you think? Do you have fun? And I didn't want to like go, uh, I wish I hadn't done this. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was great. I'm permanently disabled. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> My body is ruined forever. Thank you for the experience. Yeah. So I, I'm suing the uh, <laughs> the people who wrote the procrastination book. <laughs> this isn't a good ending to, to a headache. <laughs> so never, never read a self-help book because you'll end up hurting your neck and your tailbone. Yeah. Never oh, eat so Be long. safe. Wrap yourself in bubble wrap. 
and stay inside your house. Oh, man. It's just such oh. an extreme way to try to get over your fear of heights. Like, yeah. it's just like from not wanting to put a star on the Christmas tree to skydiving. I know. Like, no hike in between or anything. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, no. And no, we're going, going for, for it. it. Oh. That is, yeah, that's quite I a mean, jump. No pun intended. I, I, yeah. like, I don't even have that big of a fear of heights, but I am terrified. I will never go skydiving. Oh, terrified. never. Absolutely 100% never. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, it made me feel good that that's one of my biggest fears is a fear of heights. And I thought if I can at least do what I can to try to take it on, I can yeah. take some comfort in life that I've tried to tackle something. Yeah. yeah. So I feel good about that. That's um, good. And the neck thing is gone. It's completely fine. The tailbone oh, thing is once in a while on a super long country, you know, six hour flight yeah. it might hurt in the last hour for a little bit, but it's very minor. So over. All in all, I'm glad I did it. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. enough pain to remind you, like, I did it. Yeah. Did it. Yeah. <laughs> did it. I'm a warrior veneer. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's yeah. a great way to pick up chicks sitting next to me going, yeah. um, hey, uh, you might be wondering why my tailbone is hurting. <laughs> it's not about And they're terrain. like, I didn't know your tailbone was hurting. Well, <laughs> since we're on the subject. <laughs> I'm face my fears. <laughs> I have this hat video. Yeah. Oh, cool. oh man. Has it helped with your fear of heights doing that? Like, is it with the smaller types of heights that you might come across? Has it helped? Yeah. Did you just like rock Christmas that year? Yeah. <laughs> You'd be adorned in that stars tree. on that tree. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I zip lined in and put the, the star on the tree <laughs> with a cape. I had a cape flying behind me. Gather around, children. <laughs> Pop is here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Daddy's courageous. Um, no, no. I still have the fear of heights wow. I, I, I wasn't doing it to eliminate the fear i right. was doing it to see if i could do it despite the fear right wow. okay right. yeah you did mm. it they wow. say that's what courage is courage yeah. is not the absence of fear it's doing it while you're afraid oh, another great, another great quote. quote yeah right look at that there's yeah. a beauty right there yeah, yeah. i think that that's was in the princess that's awesome. diaries that quote <laughs> that's awesome that's how that's how great that quote is <laughs> Well, it's like stand up. I'm, I don't know about you, but I assume we were all a little scared at first. Of course, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. completely. Just My first terrible. year doing it, I, I was, I think I had more stage fright than maybe most. Um, I was at about the nine month mark, standing off stage, thinking to myself, I can describe this as petrified. Mm. Wow. A and I remember thinking, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I. <laughs> All I got to do is go out to the parking lot and get in my car and never do this again. Yeah. But clearly there's some greater, there's something inside of you that's telling you do this. Yeah. There's some greater good. Go through this, whatever this fearful thing is and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. It's a real need. I say that all the time. I mean, if, if I didn't need to do it, I definitely would not because just logically, I mean, we've all talked about it being very type A. It's not very conducive like the lifestyle is not conducive to who we are no, as people not at all as far as like traveling all the time and being alone on the road especially as young women and just like you know going up in front of people every night it's just it doesn't make any sense with our personalities in certain regards but you just like have to mm -hmm. yeah you just gotta this. do it for yeah like gremlin and sex <laughs> i need it yeah. i need it yeah oh yeah well we it is weird i mean that is uh i think we all share that there's some twisted thing we want from it you yeah know? yeah yeah, I mean, twisted in a bad way, but it's like there's some we, we, we want that connection. 
Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you feel like you need? You feel like you need the connection with other people? Do you need the validation, the approval? Just the, you just, it's just what you have to do. You feel like you were put on this earth to do it. Like, what is it, do you think, for you? I I don't go so far as to I'm on this earth. Yeah. But, but, Messiah. But, um, laughing feels good. You know, it feels good. It's hard, it's hard to, even if there are problems in life, when you're laughing, it's at least a reprieve from whatever you're going through in that moment. You feel better than you did before you were laughing. So it's so joyful to laugh and then to be able to make other people do that is it's just powerful and it's it's beautiful and it feels tremendous to be able to provide that for people. Yeah. yeah. And there's an ego trip. I, I'd be lying if I didn't say there wasn't, you know, it's yeah. like, wow, look what I can do. You know? Totally. So, um, Not Band-Aid Dad tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, you <laughs> tiny monsters. <laughs> <Tomorrow. Yeah. laughs> uh, that great. should be a special title. Yeah. Oh, Band-Aid, Band-Aid Dad. Dad. Oh, Off-duty Band-Aid Dad. Dad. Yeah. Jadis. That's oh, awesome. Nice. Do you have any long-term goals uh, for your career, like the next you know chapter? Have you reached all your goals? I know we all have you know long-term and short-term goals. Like, how do you? Yeah, you've already accomplished you, like, so yeah, many of you... people's like bucket list things in comedy. Right. Yeah. I've never been able to middle at the Chuckle House. We have got. We can help you with that. You got any numbers? Anybody Uh, you can talk? Yeah, not Uh, the Chuckle Hut, but the Giggle Shack. The Giggle Shack. We got you. We got you covered all day. The chicken fingers there are great. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's some things I would still like to do. I would. I would love to. Um. I would love to be able to do a TV show based around how I think as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Mm, very nice. cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Where I'm sitting down, going, "Let's do this, that, and the other." Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 dabbling with this acting thing with some mm-hmm. stuff that's happening, which is fun, and I, I and I love that. And one thing I like about that is I'm not part of the the writing or the you know. It's like I don't even have to worry about this. All I yeah. got to do is do my little role. Yeah. Um. But on, I also like the comedy itself, so I do want to do a TV show where it's me sitting around with some people going, "Let's do this, that, and the other, and see what happens." Yeah, nice. I would love that opportunity, and awesome. maybe that might be happening soon. <gasps> That's awesome! Ooh, look at that! Look at that exclusive amazing. tease! Ooh, yeah, ooh. and watch his uh, watch his hour long thing <laughs> yeah. on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Your, what is it? We don't know. We don't We've got an hour thing happening, and then maybe another project. Oh, ooh. how long is that? Um, What's the length? No, of that's the what I was just saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, TV no, I, show yeah. Thing. I was. Oh, sorry, <laughs> no, that bombed real hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Oh, so you're doing so well. Do you want to wait <laughs> in the car? Yeah. Yeah. We'll wrap this up, okay. Taylor. Hey, um, you are what did Taylor us? mean by that? What did Taylor? I'm confused <laughs> by her last comment. I'm really sorry about her. She, <laughs> she does this sometimes. So. So Is she part of all the podcasts? <laughs> Not anymore. This tell you that. <laughs> today. These aren't even my friends. These are just. <laughs> Don't embarrass me. <laughs> well, we um, are uh, we are at that time mark, yeah. so we don't want to take up any more. Yeah, I have I mean, to follow up by you know because there'll be some moron out there listening that goes that guy who said a mean thing about <laughs> Taylor. Like, oh, like somebody that won't oh, understand gosh. humor. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, so, I, don't uh, I think you're wonderful. Thank you. Uh, That's fair. I, I saw a 
a clip of was it Last Comic Standing? Or, I don't know. I think or, I asked you because you you asked me to open for you, and I waited a couple times before I was like, "How did I get here?" And you were like, <laughs> "I just saw something on YouTube, and then I watched something else, and I was like, really?" So I don't know. It it might have been a Last Comic Standing clip. I have a few other clips that it might have been from. Um, yeah, the fact I think I've told you this, but when I was in high school, just starting out, my dad was like, "Just email Brian Regan. I bet he needs an opener." And so when I got That's to work with you for the first, he just thought that was the greatest thing. That is so cool. But I had to make it clear, like, look, it's yeah. not because I emailed him. Yeah, we can't reinforce those yeah. naive parental thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my mom call Jerry Seinfeld. Oh you gosh. should be on yeah. comedians and car. Yeah. Just you do it. Yeah, get an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Honey, I'm sure Adam will help you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. I should have thought exactly. of that. Oh. The, the club I started at, the comic strip in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, I was there. I mean, I was literally, I would go on stage at the end of the night, but I would cook in the kitchen. Like, I worked there. Yeah. And so after one of the shows, some guy came up to me. It's the same exact thing. And said, Rodney Dangerfield is doing a show at the Sunrise Musical Theater. He goes, why don't you... <laughs> Why don't you go open for him there instead of doing this <laughs> oh, while I'm holding a trash can? <laughs> like, I, like I hadn't thought of that. Like, you know what? That's right. I should put this trash can down and go open for Rodney Dangerfield at the Sunrise Musical Theater. Yeah. Uh, I'm a real man of the people. I just don't want to, you know, fly too close to the sun. <laughs> and I had a guy come up to me after a show one time who I guess had told me years before that I should beyond letterman like like another thing that i hadn't thought of right. and he came up to me after i had done letterman and said remember a couple of years ago <laughs> oh my god after the show i told you she got on letterman oh, he man. goes eh? <laughs> like he had set me on the right path that's hysterical you know like i owed him some thanks yeah, yeah. thank you i hadn't i didn't even know about that show <laughs> Until you mention it, I I I got on I got on the TV and I was like I should get on that show. Oh my gosh, oh, that's man. incredible. Oh man, well thank you so much for doing. We this. can't thank you enough. We really appreciate yeah. this. You're just one of the best comics. You're period. very nice. Not even just beyond our favorites, because uh, what do we know? But just <laughs> as far as uh, reputation goes, you have uh, the absolute best. So uh, thank yeah, you. thank you for for coming on and talking to us for a little bit. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, and yeah. thank uh, all of you for wanting to do this with me. It means a lot to me. Of course, and, oh, um, heavens for making the trek out here to yeah. to Vegas, and um, good luck with this wonderful podcast that you guys all have going. Thank, thank you. you so much. Aww, all right. So. <laughs> Did you see what girls you just went? You're like, oh, you too. <laughs> no, and you, and, and you, and you. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Nailed All it. right. We'll Thank talk to you guys you. next week. Bye. Bye. Why